Hello, and welcome to Trek Companion. This is episode 200. I'm your host, Brian Williams. I'm Adam Caesar. I'm Stephen Embry. Uh, and today we are not discussing the next three episodes of Voyager, doing something a little different. So if you only want to hear us discuss the next three episodes of Star Trek Voyager, uh, you will want to come back in two weeks, which well, is when we're going to start season three. But if you would like to take some trips down memory lane, this is the episode for you. I know this is unusual for us. We don't, uh, we comment on it and stuff, but we've never really done a special episode, I don't think, for any. I mean, we certainly recognized, I don't know, 100 or 150, but we've never taken a break from our normal format. Uh, but we're going to do that this time. I'm not even sure why. I think it's because I, I kind of realized we're probably, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to imagine having another big number like this. I don't know, maybe, but um, that's it's tough to imagine, and it certainly took us many years to get here. So we are going to indulge ourselves. Mr. Sulu, you may indulge yourself. Uh, and we are going to start by playing a little clip from the very first episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Trek Companion, Episode 1. I am Brian Williams. I am Adam Caesar. I'm Stephen Embry. Uh, Today we are going to be discussing the first four episodes of Deep Space Nine. That's Emissary, the two-parter, Man Alone, and Past Prologue. Um, I'd briefly like to discuss the purpose of this podcast uh, as our inaugural episode. We're going to be taking a look at these episodes with hindsight. Uh, We're looking at them with contemporary eyes to see what still resonates. We're not so much worried about star dates or names of runabouts, although that can be interesting, and maybe we'll discuss it. Uh, But mostly we're going to be asking, what is the episode really about? Uh, Because the best Star Trek has always asked universal questions about the human condition. And those are the things that make uh, the show still worth watching 17 years later. Uh, So a couple quick disclaimers. We are going to be mispronouncing people's names. And also, we are assuming you've seen these episodes. If you haven't, of course, we will be spoiling things for you. So that was a little clip from episode one. Uh, The first thing that stood out to me was how absolutely terrible the audio quality was. Oh, my God. It was, like, pretty bad. And... I'm surprised people stuck with us or have joined our listening, started listening to our show after all these years, because I think they would hear episode one and be like, wow, I cannot listen to this for a lot of episodes. Uh, what, you know, what really happened was, we'll start, I'll talk about the history in a second, but when we actually started recording, none of us, you guys had never done a podcast before, right? No. Right. No. no. But you guys listened to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Sure. Podcasts. Okay. A little bit. Uh, I, I certainly did. And, you know, I wanted to do one, but because we had never done one, I wasn't exactly sure if it was going to work. So I remember we recorded our, our first episode has an official posting date of 10 December 2010. Uh, but I remember that we did not post it when we recorded it. We were, did record it sometime in December, but we did not post it then. We actually recorded our first three episodes, I believe before we all felt like, yeah, this is actually going to work and we're going to keep doing this. And then we posted our first three episodes all on the same day, um, 14 January, 2011. 
Although, I, I mean, I did date the first episode on the 10th of December and the second episode on the 24th of December. Um, but we were doing this, you know, we did a, a few episodes before we decided this is going to work and we kept going with it. Uh, so our audio quality wasn't good, but because we weren't sure if we were going to stay with it, I don't think we had even like decent Skype headsets. I feel like we were on our iPhone buds or something. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like we went, it was like within a few months, we, we all got like decent headsets maybe. And the audio quality went up a fair amount. But it didn't get good until way later. <laughs> um, I th- I, we've probably talked about some of this before, but this is like a no-holds-barred discussion now. So I remember wanting to do a podcast. I remember kicking around some different ideas. And I think it was always going to be something Star Trek, just because it's one area where I felt like I, <laughs> I was knowledgeable and could keep it going for a while. And I remember Steve talking to you very early on. Do you have mm-hmm. any memory of this? This would have been what are we saying? We're saying it was probably it would have been fall of 2010, and this is uh, 2018, so seven years ago, yeah, or eight years ago, nearly eight years ago. Matt. Eight years ago. I'm yeah. gonna guess that no, you don't have any memory of this. Well, I mean, in a in a very vague sense, I remember that you spoke of this idea and it's like, sure, you know, whatever, you know, I mean, that sounds fun. Um, but I don't remember the details. I don't remember how far before we started recording. Did we, um, were you talking to me about it? Well, I remember I, so Steve was the first person I went to. And the next person I thought of was a friend of mine who's listens to the show. Sometimes Carl, if you're listening, hello, uh, my buddy in uh, Montana, I approached him about being the third chair. I don't remember why. Maybe he was too busy, or but somehow it didn't. But the thing is, I had spent a lot of time with Mr. Adam Caesar in college, but I hadn't seen him much. So forgive me that you know I you weren't in my brain enough for me to think straight of you, just because I hadn't seen you since I you know left college, which was. In 2002, I think I'd only seen you one time, and that was at the Star Trek 40th anniversary convention in 2006 when Steve and I were in Chicago. Is that yeah, right? that's the first time I met Steve. Right. Yeah, so that was really the only time I'd seen you in all those years. But it, it was around this time that I was I was talking to Steve and about this podcast in fall of 2010 that I went to our mutual friends our mutual friend's uh, wedding in Denton or Dallas. Dallas, Texas. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Our Mr. friend Trey. Trey. Who's been a guest yeah, on the show. He was, yeah, he has. And it was, I remember because I was dating the person that would be come my wife. Right? Oh my God. This is, I hope she never listens to this. Am I getting my days right? Um, no. I thought you were already yes. married. We were already married. We had just gotten married. That's why. That's why. We had just gotten married. We had just gotten married. My wife and I had just gotten married in September of that year. We'd only been married maybe a month because I think it was like October, something like that. Was she Dallas. at the wedding? She was. She was at the wedding, yes. So but I probably I remember... have met her. We were talking about that when I was yeah. in LA last year and yeah. said, oh, I've, got, you know, I've never gotten to meet Shauna even though we're 
best buds on social media. I was like, I've never met her and didn't get a chance to in LA. But now so that, that you, you did, because I remember yeah. I was sitting next to her and I said to her, we're at like the tables, I don't know, dinner, dancing kind of tables uh, after the wedding. And I said, oh my God, Adam Caesar, he would be perfect. We used to talk Star Trek in college. He would be so great for this podcast idea. I remember yeah, saying that to her. I remember your Star Trek parties back in college. That's right. You were definitely a highlight of those. So, so did I mention the podcast to you that day? Do you remember? Did yeah, I... you asked me at um at the Troy's reception, at the wedding reception. Okay. We were talking, and that's when you you approached me about it. And um, you know, we were all having a good time. And so you got back to me at a later date, and yeah, that's when we decided. I decided I'd go ahead and give it a shot. And here we are, eight years later. Yeah. So I do. Yeah. I remember we had some, uh, Adam Embry, Steve's brother helped us for a bit. He, he did the, the editing, although since we were just recording the the full Skype session, you know, it was really just kind of, you know, you, you already had the cook down feed of all of us mixed together, which was one of the problems, uh, why our audio quality was limited, but he would cut in the, you know, he was cutting in the music and stuff. And I don't recall how long that lasted, but that was maybe, gosh, six months or longer. Yeah, I just and don't then, remember. It, it, there, it's kind of times weird that way. It seems longer than I'm sure it really was, you know, so. I remember we had a lot of problems, right? Didn't we have a lot of, pro- you know, like connection problems or I remember there being issues. Well, I, I do remember that there was one episode somehow magically that so plagued us because it was like, we had those first three episodes in the camera, like, hey, this is going to work. This is great. Okay, let's post. We're going to officially do this. Put them all up online. And then maybe it was the very next episode, the fourth one. I think we actually recorded it four times. Right. Jeez. Goodness. Do you guys remember this? There was one episode. about that just, early on. Yeah. So we did, yeah. I mean, we got to the point where it was like, we were just, it was just canned coming out of our comments, our thoughts about the episode. We were just, <laughs> just repeating ourselves. Yeah, that was really awful. Uh, that was pretty disheartening. I remember thinking like, oh my God, I think I might have said something to Sean, my, to my wife about, I don't know if Steve and Adam are going to keep doing this. <laughs> they might be done. I don't know. Uh, but fortunately, it was never that bad again. And we also got in the habit of always testing since then. Uh, so we always do a little test when we record. Uh, but Adam Embry, Steve's younger brother that was recording, he was busy because, oh my God, how many kids does he have? 14. I think he has 14 kids. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he has four now. When we started, he had two. Yeah. So things were getting just, he was way too busy. And also since we'd kind of broken in, we got to the point I was able to do that. So, so now that's what we do is, uh, I record and I do the mixing. And also we significantly improved our audio quality around, I wanted it to be, I think 150 is when we started the original series, I think. And my goal was 50, 50th anniversary. Uh, I really wanted to have this improved audio quality right then for that episode. And it did not work. It did not work. So 150 or whatever the original series episode is, the first one, still has not the best, but within a few episodes of that. So maybe 152 or three, we started using Zencaster so that we all recorded each other. Each one of us is recorded separately and now I can actually mix it. So our audio quality is much better. It's still not like, you know, as amazing as a lot of like professional podcasts where they have 
you know, expensive microphones and stuff, but it's, it's definitely much better. They're probably all doing it in the same room. If you guys don't know what there were in three different States. Uh, that is true. Yes. We represent Chicago and Kansas city and Los Angeles. Um, I do remember it was really important to me to keep our, to make our podcast podcast very rigidly structured. And that's another amazing thing about listening to a little bit of episode one of our podcast. Now that's, this is more than the clip that we played a minute ago, but uh, we really, you know, I was, I thought I might play more clips, right. From episode one during our little 200th anniversary episode today. But I realized that we're not, you wouldn't glean much from that because we haven't changed our, our structure at all. Really. It's still, there's like the same music. I might fade out a little sooner, but it's the same music. And then we've got our little intros done the same. And then we do, Steve does the synopses, or excuse me, Steve does the, the credits. Then we have our, you know, we have our little same, same stingers and Adam does the synopses and we've got our episode tidbit. One of that's one of the minor changes. I remember I was so paranoid, like, oh my god, I'm going to use clips from the episodes, and Paramount's going to sue me. <laughs> um, so I think I'd found online where if you keep it like super short, then they won't. <laughs> I'm not quite as obsessed with that anymore because we're we've never gotten big, so I don't think they'd care. I guess the one big change I would think of. I mean, we used to do four episodes. We did four episodes throughout DS9, right? And then we switched to three. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We we discussed four episodes all through DS9. And I think at the end of that, we all felt like it's hard uh, to fit in into an, too much. It's hard to fit into an hour. Yeah, that was part of it too. Um, and our episodes had been going longer and longer. Yeah, so we did. I I think that's probably the, that change was really for the better, for the best. Uh, I agree. It's a lot more comfortable now to watch three episodes, especially we've all gotten older and we're all so busy. Even the trivia was was the same right there in that very first episode. I remember stealing the concept of trivia at the end of the discussion from a podcast I listened to at the time called Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, which I think is still being made. It's a pretty good podcast. Uh, but the, that whole podcast is like, that's trivia and stuff. I don't remember where I got the six, I, six degrees thing. It just always seemed like I, I, I was noticing actors playing the same parts again. Okay, I have a fun fact for you. The single month where we posted the rem- the most recorded episodes, I always remember this, but I, I, I looked it up and I did confirm it. The month of May in 2013, we actually posted four episodes in that one month because our first episode, I mean, I, you know, obviously we post every two weeks, but it just so happened that the way it lined up, our first episode that month was May 2nd. So we still had our every two weeks, which automatically would have given us three for the month, but then we added an extra episode just to discuss the newly released Star Trek Into Darkness. So that one month we did four episodes. <laughs> so I've talked about this before. I feel like I say this a lot, actually, that uh, you know we do not do this podcast for money. Most Star Trek podcasts out there are not for money. There's, there's a couple that are almost like official that I, I think make a little bit of money. But for the most part, Star Trek podcasts do not. We never pursued that. I don't know if we, I don't remember thinking about that or talking about, oh, maybe this will we'll get enough listeners so we can make money. I don't remember ever thinking that way. I think I just wanted to do a podcast. Did you guys ever get that impression that that was the goal or was that something we hoped for? I, I don't remember that. Um, No, I don't recall that. I mean, I think we briefly had discussions on it, but it was never really a goal 
that I that I recall. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't think we ever. I, I never anticipated anything, and I mean, it was probably some brief discussion of some kind of hypothetical small percent chance of what would we do if something happened. But yeah, no. The the only big thing I remember us ever really talking about was possibly doing trying to do a Comic Con panel, but that's about it. Yeah, there were a couple of years there where I was pretty sure that we would have been we could have if if all of us had been available and stuff, but that just never worked out. Um, and I, I I would not have wanted to do it, you know, with only two of us or something. I never would have wanted to do that. In fact, I don't think I mean we've never we've had a couple of like we've had one or two like holiday episodes maybe where one of you guys were gone, but we have never done a, a, our normal episode review shows without all three of us ever yeah yeah it's pretty amazing in in uh, you know nearly eight years mm-hmm. and since we're not for money i mean i never saw the point i mean you know which brings me to the next thing i want to discuss which is why do we do the podcast why do we still do the podcast after all these years i you know i I took a new job about two years ago. I, uh, I, you know, we're, everybody's busy, but I did get progressively more busy during this podcast, during the history of this podcast, because I, I had a child, and and then, and that was, that was uh, summer of 2011. My wife was pregnant when we started this podcast, and she gave birth our first summer. Uh, and then two years ago, in 2016, I took a new job, and that really wiped out the remaining free free time I had. I, I love my job. I'm not complaining about my job, but it's gotten even more difficult for me to like like when we did DS9 and uh, Next Gen. I had the Star Trek companion books, and I would read through that the discussion of that episode before we recorded our podcast. And then I would do some other research online about that particular po- uh, excuse me, episode that we were about to discuss. And I don't do any of that anymore. So a couple of years ago, I, you know, I realized the number of hours that I was putting into our podcast, I just, I just couldn't keep it up. So it was like either something has to change or I can't do this. So you know, I personally went through the thing of, should I consider, you know, maybe not doing the podcast anymore? Why do I do the podcast? I was asking myself that question. And my answer was, because I like talking to you two. I like hanging out with you guys. I like that every couple of weeks, I get to hang out with you two and talk to you two. That's really, that's the reason I'm still doing it. I'm going to add on to that, Brian. You know, yeah, I love hanging, I love hanging out with you guys every two weeks. I mean, yeah, I mean, we all get crazy busy and it's like, oh crap, I got to flip and watch three episodes tonight because we're doing a podcast tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I'm, I'll definitely second that. It's great hanging out with you guys. I, I actually do look forward to it. And um, also it's a, it's a chance to watch these, these episodes again, because with the, t- with the way times are, the times are today. I mean, you know, there's so much, there's so many things to watch and do that. I mean, I mean, I mean, when are you going to get back? I mean, there's probably not a point where I would get back and, definitely not watch each, each of these series from start to finish. I mean, I might go back in years and watch, you know, catch, you know, highlighted episodes of DS9 and stuff like that. But I mean, I, I, I can't see myself 
sitting down and, and watching any of these series from start to finish, at least right now in my life. We'll see what happens later on. But that's what's kind of the joy about it. It's it's you know we sit down, we talk about this, and we get to watch these these episodes that we grew up watching and you know we we loved and still do. So that's that's also another highlight and why we do it. I feel. No, I'm just saying yeah, I agree with that. I agree with the primary thing being the time we spend talking um, to each other, and then after that the excuse to watch <laughs> the, the season straight through yeah um what's fascinating about it is i think i think for me there's a little bit of like a i don't know i want to go so far as saying a self-improvement thing but like a you you get better at stuff i mean the, the more you do something the more analytical you become you 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 start you know you develop this kind of critical analysis thing i'm not sure how much for any of you or whatever that that applies to the rest of your life, but I think it does do something, right? And I think if we hypothetically started over and watched all these again, <laughs> you know, someday or something, and it's 10 years later, there would be different results, you know, in terms sure. of analysis, and we're in a different time. And that's what's interesting, too, is that it's a, we're in our, the time we're in now watching something that was 20, 30, whatever, however long ago it was, and it's, it's, it's different every time, you know, and so I think, I think it's really interesting. Do you guys watch the episodes differently? I, I, I do. Like, I, I feel like I'm watching for certain things or listening for certain things. Yeah. Or, I mean, obviously, I'm taking notes, but it's more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not as simple as just watching. I don't, I mean, except for the new series, I don't remember the last time I've watched Trek when I'm not taking notes i mean you know except for the new movies and the new series and stuff yeah taking notes and watching for things that doesn't mean it's not enjoyable or something but it, it is different it, it is neat how uh, it just worked out for us talking about an excuse to watch the show from start to finish you know we started with ds9 because that was our favorite show and that was the one we were most passionate to talk about and i wasn't even sure if we would do another show after that one but it just worked out since they remastered next gen. Yeah, we had a good time doing that, it. Yeah, like we had an excuse to watch next to watch these new Blu-rays in next gen and it just worked out timing wise. I remember that. We it we missed it by one week. There was one week. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's right. It was like for this when the seventh season of Blu-rays came out, we postponed our podcast one week just so that we could do <laughs> So that was pretty darn good timing wise, you know. And then Enterprise came out on Blu-ray, so we were able to watch those. I think we did that, yeah, after the original series. But yeah, so it really kind of worked out timing-wise for us to watch all these new, oh, even the animated series, for us to watch all these new HD transfers and Blu-rays and stuff. There was a brief time when we were all like, oh my god, maybe we'll be able to do this for Voyager. And, but yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> Um, I, I get a lot of people ask me, you know, how to start. This is for the listeners out there. I get a lot of people ask me, like, well, not a lot. I get people at, like, how do you start a podcast? Should I start one? And uh, my suggestion is, if you're thinking about doing one, just do it. It might, it, it even if it's not good at first, I mean, it'll it'll evolve. And if you stick with it, you'll you'll find your groove and you'll get into it and um, you'll enjoy it. So just find a topic that you're, that you like or you're passionate about. And if it gets off to a rough start, just, just power through it because um you know you've heard Brian talking earlier yeah it, the first few months when we were doing it was it was kind of a rough start but we you know we we got into a groove and we got going so if you're on the fence about doing one just do it and you know go with it the thing I tell people is 
make your first episode. You don't have to post it. Just make an episode and see what you think of it. You could just give it to your friends or family, maybe, but you don't have to post an episode. You try a show, see if it works. And I'll make a confession. I, I rarely go back and listen to him again. I hate the way I, I mean, I'm like, probably like most people. I don't really like to hear my own voice. So. I, that's funny. You say I used to, I don't remember until when, but I used to listen to all our podcasts. Uh, you know what? It was probably why, while well. um, yeah. you did? did for a while, but I don't remember when I stopped. At some point I stopped. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't. Well, I think part of it for me is now um, I definitely did it when your brother was editing the show. Uh, but now since I'm since I'm, you know, doing the editing and the mixing and stuff, I'm hearing the entire thing back anyway. Um, so maybe that's but but no, I feel like I stopped listening to it even before that. It's, it was just too much time. I spot, you know, after I mix them down, I spot check it and stuff. But yeah, it's it's too much time. I think it's important, like just from a producer's point of view, I do try to, I still will spot check an episode in the same environment that I listen to a lot of big professional podcasts because I want to know that we sound close to as good. <laughs> and then I've done that. So we did have a couple people uh, uh, write in and ask about for us to talk about the big news out of Vegas, which was. Patrick Stewart's return as Jean-Luc Picard, uh, which we are going to do in just a moment. But I think a kind of way to segue into that is the last piece of kind of discussing our show. And that is, would we consider doing any of these new Trek shows that they're working on? And part of the reason I'm asking that is from day one, you heard our clip from episode one. Uh, from day one, the idea was that we were going to watch these episodes with hindsight. And I'm not sure that that's possible if it's a current show. So how much of our show, you know, from day one, it was about what's it about and to look back in hindsight and see how well it holds up. And we used to say, or I used to say a lot, it tends to be that the ones that were really about something hold up more. But I mean, you can't really evaluate things from that point of view. We'd have to change our we'd have to change our format. Hmm. Well, at this point, we can watch Discovery in hindsight. We've all seen it by the, at this point. Oh, doesn't it take more than a few months? To <laughs> I'm just making a joke. Have hindsight? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Well, we um, we've never talked. Have we ever talked about? We ever thought about doing the films? Yeah, that that's something that we could we could maybe do. I mean, that wouldn't take that long. I mean, you know, we did a you know, you just do one film a podcast. We did um, Into Darkness and we did Beyond. But that was from right so there. there are 10 that wasn't really looking back. That was, um, that's what you No, it wasn't. Yeah, that was current. So that's a good example, though, of something we did that was current. But I don't know. Do you think that would be, I guess I'll put the question another way. If we did a current Star Trek show, would that be uh, too significant of a alteration of our structure and purpose i personally don't think so i think we could still find the inside i mean you know if you think about it i mean you know we didn't really have much of a choice i mean all these you know the you know the golden age of star trek the 90s i mean it was years ago so without that's how we had to approach it we couldn't take approach it to as a you know first run type of thing you know we'd all seen these 
series a number of times. It wasn't like we got together and be like, hey, you know, we've never watched Star Trek. Let's do a podcast and start watching them. So, I mean, that's kind of how we had to do it. We didn't really have a, a choice but to go with that format because they've been, they've been, you know, they last played, you know, 10, 20 years ago. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a wait and see kind of thing a little bit because, you know, it's going to be nearly two years before we finish Voyager. And it's not, that's not much time. But at the same time, if we add in a few months of movies, and then you take, for example, that they might be churning out Star Trek series in such a fashion that it's not going to be, you know, there might be enough to, you know, you know, I mean, what would it be the middle of the third season of Discovery, hypothetically, you know, when we finish Voyager and the movies and so on. So I think it's going to be kind of a wait and see thing. I see what you're saying, though, that there's this issue of hindsight. Is it even relevant or meaningful to talk about something just a few months or a few years after it came out. But um, I don't, I don't know that I'm ready to commit to it, but um, see how it I, goes. I certainly, yeah, I certainly am always interested in talking about Trek in general. So I guess we'll see how it goes, you know? Well, another thing that we might run into, we might catch up to the current show. We, you know, it might be hard to do the biweekly, you know, podcast that we caught. If we catch up, catch up to all the, the first runs. Well, that brings me to another fun fact. I did the math. We have 45 more podcast episodes left of uh, Voyager discussions, which, assuming we have our usual holiday-themed episode where we don't discuss stuff, means we should finish Voyager at Trek Companion episode 247. I think. think? <laughs> cool. <laughs> I think. So, and if we did, how um, many films are... Which means that we will have spent 10 years doing almost 250 episodes. <laughs> so, and b- by that time, uh, hopefully another Trek film will come out. So, what would that be? What are they on? 12? There'll be, probably be another Trek film. There'll be at least two be- Trek series and going probably at the time, you know. Well, that takes us into these two topics. Patrick Stewart's return and this concept that, that uh, CBS seems to want to have... See, uh, have new Star Trek year-round for all access, meaning they're working on multiple shows. So yeah, but what, what I read, I mean, they're even looking to do something else besides the Stewart show, right? Or am I mistaken there? Right, that's what I'm saying. They're going to they're have multiple Star Trek. Their ideal is to have multiple Star Trek shows in production throughout the year so that there's always new Star Trek on CBS All Access. Because my guess is there's a lot of people like us Right, Steve, you canceled, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people like us who subscribed until the last episode of Discovery and then canceled. <laughs> so if they can do year-round new episodes of Star Trek, then we they're they're assuming we will not be canceled. Oh, and I'm sure they the, saw those. Yeah, in the interim, they figured out that little quirky thing with the little shorts they're putting out too this fall. So that's clever yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, which do you guys want to talk about first, Patrick Stewart or? this year-round concept. Well, I don't have to worry about subscribing. I figured a way around that. Oh, he's getting arrested. (laughs) 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 So are we interested in in a year-round subscription to CBS All Access? Adam says no. If they they put Uh, out a new stuff every week, right now I would say I'm going to be doing it. I mean, no, I'm not interested in paying it. But but yeah, that's that's what would happen. Would you be excited about that? If it's good. I mean, if it, if if the quality just like dropped off, you know, if it started seeming like, man, they're just turning out some crap here or something like that. If that started happening, then I would be disappointed. But 
you know, I don't necessarily think that has to be the case. And, and I wonder how literally they mean that they could mean that quite literally. They could also mean it in kind of a broad sense, like, you know, it's phased out kind of seasons, you know, like, okay, well, there's uh, like two months of straight new ones of this one, then two months of this one after a little hiatus. And then, you know, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. Well, I'm assuming they're going to cut, it's going to be kind of in the, you know, the Marvel bottle with, you know, Luke Cage and, you know, that kind of stuff that's on maybe so. Netflix. Obviously, obviously Netflix is different. They release all the episodes all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, Marvel has several shows and I'm sure those will be all exclusive on Disney before too long. I mean, there are some interesting opportunities. I mean, again, this this is all assuming that they can they can produce something that's quality, that's in the canon, that's all this kind of stuff. I mean, you know, and, and anything is going to be overblown. We've seen that in the past. You can you'll you can do too much. And I think this kind of thing that goes in cycles. I mean, there's there's a there's a lot of um, interest, and then it tops off and goes down. But we're in a different time now than we were in the '90s, right? Where you can target. Trek fans and people that have some kind of interest and get money from them to keep the things going around the world, you know, and, and in the past that wasn't an option. You didn't have this kind of subscriber method, whatever you couldn't do that. So I think we're in a different time, but I I still think that if you, if the quality dropped off tremendously or it started getting kind of offensive or ridiculous, I think it would affect how many people are interested, but I think there are some unique opportunities. I mean, obviously we have to assume that discovery is continuing as it has. And then at some point in the next couple of years, this new series with, with Picard will kick off. I mean, given what we've said, we don't for a fact that they're in two different time periods. That's something else we've never, we've never dealt with at the same time. Although we had DS9 and next gen DS9 and Voyager going at the same time. Everything was pretty much concurrent. They were just running at the same time. So it's, it's different, but you do have unique opportunities in the same way in the past novels came out that were based on you had like um, a story that ran from various time periods and you tell them tell like different chapters of the story you could you could like do that with these shows you could have a have some kind of story going on that touches on different time periods or themes i mean that's just one one notion but yeah i mean i think there there are opportunities but there are also potentials for pitfalls here there's like a hundred years or so between discovery and we assume, Patrick. Right, nearly Stewart's. 150. I mean, well, whatever. 150? Well, oh, near, I mean, so what they say? It's. Oh, right, because that's Discovery is like. 10, 10 years prior to original, and then this will be um, somewhere in the 2390s, I gather, nearly 2400, because they specifically said 20 years after the end, the last time we've seen him, which would be somewhere in the early 2370s. Hmm. Well, let me add, you were talking about quality. Um, Steve. Um, so for those of you out know, I just finished watching Discovery. I found a way around. I, I want to remind our listeners, because I, I think that your reason for not wanting to subscribe to CBS All Access is a very, is a pretty fair reason. Uh, so Adam, essentially, he's the equivalent of paying for cable television. And that means he's paying for CBS, the network channel. Already. Yet they do not give him free all access access <laughs> uh, unlike say hbo if you're paying for there is a ser- there is a streaming hbo service for people that don't subscribe to cable television i forget the names of these things but you can pay for just hbo hbo but go. if you pay for, okay but if you pay for cable television and you pay extra for hbo they give you the streaming thing for free cbs all access doesn't do that if you're paying for cable for cbs 
they don't care. You still have to pay separately for all access. And that's intentional. They are marketing it as a separate kind of thing. But most of the shows on there are not originals. Most of the shows on there are just CBS shows. So I th- I've always thought, Adam, that your gripe and ref- is, is a very legitimate complaint and that it's fair that you don't want to pay that extra just to subscribe for this you know, one star. Trek yeah. Cause the way okay, I looked so. at it, the way I looked at it is like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to buy it. So I didn't want to pay for it like two or three times. So <laughs> it's just like, it. anyway, that, well, anyway, I found a way around that and look, I'm um, found a way around that wink, wink. And I'll just say this. I'm not one to pirates or buy bootlegs. I've never have been because um, um if, for those of you who don't know, Brian and I actually work in the industry. And so I never thought it was right. I don't even pirate music. So I never thought it was right to, do that to other artists um so i never did that but this is the exception that i made i made for um star trek discovery simply for the fact the way cbs is handling their business and that's their right they can do it they seem to be pretty successful at it but i'm not going to support it and there are ways around it and there are high quality ways around it and that's the path i've chosen to take but just to be clear that's not my deal because i i I, I'm, you know, I work in this industry and I want to support and creative minded people, whether they're music, writing, acting, or like Brian and I, where we kind of work behind the scenes. So that, I, I always had a problem with that, but I just decided that I was fed up with CBS and I was going to do it this way. But my original question was, uh, since we've all now watched it, and you know, you, you two have both been really good about not giving anything away from about Discovery, but I always kind of got the feeling, Brian, that you didn't really care for Discovery that much, or at least you had some gripes about it. Um, and I'll just give you my quick synopsis of it, that um, I enjoyed it. No no spoilers. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was I thought it was a, a good show. I, do have, I did have some issues with it. I didn't like everything about it, but um, I thought it was a good show, and I got to watch it a little bit differently than you two did. I got to watch it kind of probably how it's more or less intended to be watched is, uh, you know, kind of um, back to back to back to back. I started watching it last Friday night and I finished it last night. So it was kind of a cool way to watch. So I've, I've never watched a Star Trek series like that, where you just watch from the beginning to end on a first run. So it was kind of a cool experience and I, I enjoyed it. It was a nice ride. Well, my chief complaints, we don't have to get too into it, but my chief, chief complaint is just that they, you know, I've talked about this, but you know, um, to me, Star Trek is a family show. When they started Discovery, I didn't know that they were abandoning the idea that Star Trek is a family show. To me, that would that would have been as crazy as if you said Disney was going to make a Star Wars movie where somebody says the F word. I would have been like, fat chance. Of course, they're not going to do that with Star Trek. And I plan. I was so excited for a new show, and I planned it. I talked to my family. My seven-year-old and my wife were going to watch it with me every Sunday night. You know, I the, so so part of this. It's not exactly fair. I know it's just about my own expectations. But to me, Star Trek was a family show, and that they that it's not really bothered me. I mean, it really massively changed. You know, well, I, I just had this great dream of 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 watching this with my family, and it's just. I mean, the, I think it was the second episode that was just like bodies turned inside out. And then, you know, we had like, literally we had the F word and it was just, and for, for a completely pointless reason. Well, see, I would, um, I, would, so, I would agree with you, Brian. So when I, real quick, I'm sorry to interrupt you. So yeah, the first three or four episodes like that, I, I kind of felt those were stunts. They didn't really like the, the gory bodies. I don't, I didn't see how that added to the story. You know, I have no, I'm not really a gore gore person or violent person or you know into violent but i mean i if it 
progresses the story, then that that it makes sense. But those scenes that you're talking about, they just seemed more. It seemed more for like a shock value to kind of you know get the audience going and you know to get social media and that kind of stuff, get it hyped about the show. It felt more like a stunt to me than anything. But it did. But it, but but that tailed off. I mean, they didn't, they stopped doing that. I mean, I didn't notice. I mean, I didn't notice the gore. There wasn't any other language throughout the series, so it just, like I said, it just seemed kind of like a stunt. I mean, the the profanity was later in the series season. Yeah, there was one other like late in the season. It's uh, I, mean, I can't remember her name. I haven't got all the characters' name. The redhead, the the cadet Tilly. She was the one. Tilly, yeah, Tilly was the the potty mouth. I have said that so now you probably notice it now that there was one episode that really felt like Star Trek in a way that I that I enjoyed. Uh, you've probably figured out which one that was just when you were watching it. There's one that's pretty different from the others. Right, the one's a real long title, right? <laughs> I'm trying to remember not off the top of my head. But. Well, I mean, the the series kind of kicked into gear for me because the first three or four episodes, it's like a it's like a roller coaster ride. They just kick in gear and they're just going high speed. And to me, it kind of started slowing down with the with the mud episode where he comes in, you know, the, the time thing where he's got that 30 minutes. What? That's the episode I'm talking about. All right, okay. <laughs> Well, that's where it, that was the one that felt like Star Trek. Yeah, oh my god! Yeah, to me that's, that's so funny. Well, that's to me that's where it kind of slowed down, and it also kind of felt like Star Trek. It, it felt a little more, you know, episodic. Whereas, like the first three or four episodes, where it was just it's just kind of like one long episode back to back to back to back. Now that I disagree with too, because and I don't want us to go too much longer discussing the details of Discovery, but you know, it was so bizarre to me that the first that the first two hours were not what the show was at all. Right. There's a big disconnect between those first two hours and the next two hours, which is which is uh, di- the opposite of what you're saying to me. Well, what I mean is, is like, um, yeah. So you had those first two episodes, and then you know they jump six months, and then you know, and then it just kind of gets going again. And to me, it didn't slow down until the, the mud episode. But I want to go back to my original question because you said you didn't want to get on stay on Discovery. My original mm-hmm. question was to you two was because Steve mentioned like as long as the production value stays high quality and the shows are good. So that was my question to you. Do you, uh, do you feel you got that from discovery? It's certainly the highest production value of any Star Trek show. I only, I only have one gripe about the production value of the show. Um, And because it looked fantastic. It felt, it felt like the Kelvin universe. I know it's not in the Kelvin universe, but that's how it felt like. But it's it's modernized. Um, my only one gr- I didn't care for the new Klingon look, but I think that came out of what um, Into Darkness. Kind of, I didn't really care for the new Klingon look. I mean, it's subtle, but it's different. That's the only thing I didn't like. Other than that, the sets were great, ship was great, lighting, you know, everything looked fantastic. And like I said, the, Kling- the Klingon thing wasn't. It's not a big deal for me. It's just didn't. It just you know, like to me, it's kind of like why. Why break something that was already working? I think they have some plans for the Klingon look and how it's going to be next season too, and all that. But yeah, I think it's yeah, that's kind of that's kind of like this thing that just keeps coming up, doesn't it? The Klingon look—it's like it never goes away because it's like, can we explain it? Let's not explain it. Let's change it again. Let's do you know, but you know, and let's make a joke about it, not explaining. Yeah. But uh, but yes, obviously it's got great production value, and generally speaking, I, I don't. It, it's so hard. I can't. I don't think I can be totally unbiased with Trek, you know, I mean, I can recognize, I think at this point when it's better than not, you know, but it's not, you know, I'm not a giddy, silly kid about it, you know, it's like, oh my God, new track, you know, but a little bit, it's like, it's a new track, you know, right. But generally speaking, I I liked it. I I was, there were times when I was kind of like, like the, like the opening of, um, 
like the, the two parter at the beginning was so different than the rest. That was kind of bizarre. And how the, you know, but, but generally speaking, I enjoyed it. Um, but I think that as long as it kept, keeps a certain, a certain, like above, you know, a certain level on average in terms of the value of the stories they're telling. And it has something going on interesting and it sticks within the canon and it, and it's, you know, all that kind of thing, then I'm happy to have new track, you know, and that kind of thing. So that, that's how I feel about it. There's only one storyline I didn't really care for in discovery, but we'll talk about that off mic since you don't want to spoil things. Right. Uh, I was I was happy to see that they announced it as, at Star Trek Las Vegas about uh, Discovery come to blue coming to Blu-ray. Yep, got yep, mine uh, pre-ordered already. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try watching it again, just binging it. So that'll be interesting. It was fun. I think it was a very positive sign because we were worried about, you know, what if they what if this is only ever on all access. You know, I would not have liked that. One of my big complaints about All Access 2, by the way, is just is that I don't understand why it's not 5.1. It's it's 2018, for God's sake. Everything should be 5.1. But there's something about that app that isn't, and I'm just assuming. I mean, I'm sure the show is mixed in 5.1. Everything is mixed that way. So I'm sure the Blu-ray will be. You know, little things like that that I, I really would like for them to fix. But like Steve, you're saying you're not sure you can be objective necessarily i mean i'm kind of with you me talking about my incredible disappointment that it's not a family show anymore isn't even me commenting on quality really i could still love the show and be incredibly disappointed about that so i mean that's kind of a different thing but as far as this idea that uh they are going to put this first season on blu-ray i think that i'm fine waiting a year uh i don't know if that would be I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I would continue to subscribe to All Access just so I don't wait a year. But as far as buying it and watching it in decent quality, you know, I'll be I'm just glad that they're not going to limit it to All Access for all the people out there that either don't want to subscribe or can't subscribe right, or right. whatever. OK, I want to spend just a couple minutes here actually talking about the biggest announcement, which was Patrick Stewart's return. So uh, they really didn't tell us much. You know, they told us that he's picking up. You know, in real time, about 20 years later, Patrick Stewart implied that he, what did he say? He may not be a captain, I think he said. Um, so Retired? Maybe. Uh, later on, somebody tweeted, uh, I think one of the show writers or somebody tweeted that it was, that it was Kristen Bayer's brainchild, who is, she's written some stuff. She's on Discovery writing stuff, I think, but I've read a couple of her Voyager novels. She's definitely good with story and keeping it very Star Trek and stuff. So, I mean, that's all very exciting. Do we think, they haven't even said, do we think this is just like a limited, maybe one season thing, that's it? Or if, if that, maybe it's a miniseries, I don't know. Um, do we, so what, what, do, what do we think, what do we expect it to even be, uh, aside from the fact that we kind of know about when it takes place? I, I don't think it'll be a miniseries in terms of like it being just, a, you know, like one season's worth of episodes or something like that, just because of, I, I think they want to. They would. They would set expectations that way if it were, because they wouldn't want to disappoint people in a sense, right? I don't know that what kind of contract he signed. You know, this kind of thing. I don't know. I doubt it's some extensive you know, period of time, but I, I, do, I also doubt it's it's like a half a dozen episodes or ten episodes or something like that only. You know, as far as expectations, I I really have no idea. I mean, I have to think that it's that it's 
there it's it's seeing this character who you know uh, i mean i don't know I, i'm always i'm always torn if, if he or spock is my favorite character because it's just you know he's always been my favorite captain and i kind of got into trek and grew up with it and you know fell in love with trek through next gen initially and then that character but i have to think that they're going to use that to you know let's explore him let's utilize this great actor in this universe and try to tell some good stories about you know someone who later on in life after maybe the the uh, the captaincy and all that and you know no doubt there'll be some cameos and all that but i don't know if it's going to be just a he's totally retired maybe he's an ambassador maybe he's an admiral maybe he's who knows what and he knows what they're going to say but nonetheless i'm excited to see him again i kind of wish we hadn't heard those rumors how amazing would that oh yeah yeah kind of it wasn't like a shock right because we'd heard about what they were thinking of doing but it was you know because even so it was that day you know going on twitter and what they were retweeting everyone was just it was incredible to see everyone's reactions all you know we're talking about you know cast and crew of current and past series what they were saying and everyone just going nuts about it It was just you know we should have been there but you know it was the next best thing just to see all this huge reaction well, then, I mean, obviously, on top of, you know, Stuart being in this, I mean, we could also see other next-gen characters, I would assume, would be guest, guest-starring and that kind of thing. I would assume it's a whole new cast. I'm assuming they're all salivating. Yeah. Right, they're going, yes, yes. yeah, they're all. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you'll probably see, you know, right. Well, Jonathan, well, Jonathan Frank's been pretty involved in Discovery, right? He's directed a few of the episodes. Yeah, I wouldn't quite say pretty involved, but he's definitely directed a couple episodes, I think, from each season. So yeah, I would probably see those guys again. But I would assume it would be a whole new cast. But who knows? We'll see what happens. I just like that it's, you know, it's still it's still not the Kelvin timeline. I enjoy the Kelvin timeline in the movies, but frankly, I hope uh, we never see it in a show. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I get why they had to do what they did, but um, let's just have that there. <laughs> I had one more fun fact. The number of your humble podcasters children born during the eight years of this show. <laughs> it is more than zero. It is more than one. <laughs> <laughs> Both Steve and I became fathers during this show. No pressure, Adam. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know what? I've sat in the same chair every episode. The chair I'm talking to you in right now, and the place I'm in really? every time. Oh my god! Yep. I was thinking about trying to think of an exception, but uh, I don't think so. I think it was always here. There, I, you know, one thing I might say. I think there may have been one time I was over at my brother's when he was still recording it. Then I went ahead and did it on the fly there in the very early days. Come to think of it, but that's the only time. No, when we started this show, it was just me and my wife in my little condo in a bad part of town. (laughs) The baby was born and we were like, my wife was like, nope, we have to move. So so when we started the show, we were in one place and then we moved and rented rented a townhome for a few years before we bought the house that we're in now and we've lived here for three years. (laughs) So that's how long we've been doing this show. I've lived like, you know, Multiple years in multiple houses. 
<laughs> yeah, and I, I say, well, I sit in the same chair. I can say that when we started, I was renting and I was single, and now I'm own the place and I'm married with a kid. You know what I mean? So, yeah, there is some dynamics. So, there's not really anywhere left for us to go. <laughs> That's what I think. Uh, uh, well, yeah, so. I think that's going to do it for our 200th episode. Oh my gosh. Did you think we'd be saying, talking about a 200th episode eight years ago? I wonder if it was possible we'd go through all the series. Yeah, I thought it was possible. I, I just don't, I <laughs> don't have those such expectations. <laughs> you know, try to like stay even keeled about it. Well, Steve, you should be the one who should, you're the, you're the one who's always knows the podcast number. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like what, what what episode are we on? Right, right. <laughs> got in, well, I got it right in front of me. It's not like just a ticking thing in my head or something. But yeah, yeah, it's pretty remarkable. Well, that takes me to the last thing, and that's to thank you, our listeners, because uh, this is the most enjoyable thing for us is to is is to get together and talk about Star Trek. But honestly, if zero people downloaded this show. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we would just have a phone call. (laughs) That wouldn't be as much fun. Um, So we are grateful that you listeners, uh, many of you have been with us for years. And I know because the same people have sent me emails over the years. And I I think that's great. And I'm very appreciative. Uh, And we love you all. And we hope that you stick around with us for the future. Which in two weeks will mean the first uh, three episodes of Voyager's third season. And who knows what else the future can bring. So until next time, you can follow us on Twitter at Trek Companion. Our Facebook listener page is facebook.com slash Trek Companion. You can send us an email, trekcompanion at gmail.com. And until then, take it easy. Bye, guys. See ya. I passed it.